Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. Welcome to our Science at the Movies mini-sode series, where we tackle both films we have deemed unworthy of a full hour and films not in the scope of our podcast, but that we love so much, we simply have to mention them. You guess which is which. So, we are in the third episode of our 90s disaster film miniseries. We have done Twister, Deep Impact, and Armageddon. And this time we are going to be covering the volcano movies, which are Volcano and Dante's Peak. So, we'll start with the big city volcano, which is Volcano. Yeah. The movie probably should have been called Lava. Yeah. Technically. Tommy Lee Jones versus Lava. Okay, I'm going to give the summary for this one. All right. Volcano. Volcano is a 1997 disaster film starring Tommy Lee Jones as the director of the Office of Emergency Management. And it took me about 30 minutes into the film to finally read his hat and understand that that's where he worked. And his co-worker is played by Don Cheadle, and they're dealing with the after effects of an earthquake in Los Angeles. And it turns out it's due to volcanic activity. They call in volcano scientists, played by Anne Hesch, and chaos ensues. We have lava going down the streets, or flowing up the streets <laughs> of Los Angeles. They have tipping over, tipped over buses to stop the flow of lava. Um, and also Tommy Lee Jones has got his daughter running around with him. There's some emergency doctor as well um, playing a hero. And in the end, they have to blow a whole building up precisely to fall directly in front of the lava. So the lava falls into the sea and everybody gets saved. And classic. Tommy Lee Jones, yes, classic. And Tommy Lee Jones pushes his daughter away one meter and that magically saves them from being crushed by a building. Yeah. And that's Volcano. Woo! That, did I miss anything? <laughs> a lot. I mean, no, actually, I don't think you did. <laughs> There's some super hokey action sequences, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. For example, the ladder, the, um, oh, the no. fire truck, when they're swinging over the lava. Just, just. With the fire truck ladder. <laughs> So hokey. <laughs> anyway, all right. So in our format that I've made for 90s disaster movies, I'm going to ask three questions. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the whole movie, Abby? Yes. Yeah, I watched the whole movie. All right. So let's start with what I call big surprise, which mm-hmm. is whatever. Best bit, worst bit, surprising <laughs> bit. I've got a real su- something really surprised me about this movie. But I'll start with you, Abby. What was your big surprise? Uh, well, you actually just mess- <laughs> you actually just mentioned it. It was the ladder scene because I forgot about it. Like I said, like when <laughs> I remember it being on this big scale, I remember thinking of it as the same as Deep Impact, and that's what my brain told me. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, the biggest moment in the movie is them on this fucking ladder <laughs> hanging, hanging from this like truck over, and there's the guy, and the guy wakes up and he starts fighting. They're like, stop moving, and the guy's jumping, and he's in. There's like the the bit of rubber or something is going on fire and it's coming towards his crotch. It's you know very Bond laser esque, but like 
and they're just there and you see like the the ends of their feet are steaming it was like a cartoon or something i was just like what is and then when they were dropped down they were so clear of it they were so far they did not even drop down in any way near to danger they landed really really far away from the lava so yeah yeah, that was my. I just, I just watched it, and I just went. I, I really, really, in. I would have liked to have kept the memory of this movie rather than rewatching it and, and, and seeing the reality. That was my moment. So your surprise. So, I like just to summarize your surprise. It was that. <laughs> Thought this movie was a big blockbuster. The climax of the movie is two people hanging off a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> My big surprise was like all the racial stuff. Holy yes. moly. This would have been Los Angeles after the, the riots, right. after Rodney King. And because they mentioned Rodney King. And it's funny watching it like that nothing has gotten better. Yeah. But this movie is very patronizing about it because there's like a black character who's like in trouble on on and off with trouble in police and then at the end like he and the police work together to move a bus and then at the end the kid comes out and sees everybody covered in dust and the kid goes everyone's the same color Oh yes! Oh my god! That I I I rolled so hard at that, so hard. Like wow, we all what? No such thing as race anymore. Wow! But I'm like, (laughs) that was over twenty years ago now, and it's still fucking going on. Like I'm sorry, volcano, you didn't solve it. The kid coming out at the end didn't solve the race issue. Yeah. A a policeman saying, oh, I guess this black person is okay. And like a white kid going, wow. Turns out that didn't solve the problem. Oh, my God. (laughs) Having like a a black character be not so bad after all. You know, it was kind of cringeworthy, but it was just crazy to watch. That was my my big surprise. Um, Okay. Next question. Apart from the fact that nobody knows how to recognize lava, <laughs> um, weird science from this movie. Oh, tell me some science from this movie that you want to talk about. Um, I I quite liked that the way that they, you know, the thing about how they stopped the volcano using the barrier and the water dump. That's a real thing. You're right. Like, she says oh. in it, she's like, it's what they did in Iceland. And when you look at it, it actually kind of is. It was oh, like back really? in the 1970s. But what they did was they used cannons to blast the lava with cold seawater so that the heat would dissipate. But the only problem okay. is that in Iceland in the 70s, it took five months and 6.8 billion liters of water. <laughs> so <laughs> that kind of didn't really has an work. issue. And then, like, in yeah. the 80s, Mount Etna... Um, erupted and they used the barrier approach to redirect the flow so that that same thing that they're trying to do get it to flow into the water into the ocean instead but uh the first barrier that they did was 18 meters by 10 meters high and it was overrun so i don't believe that the teeny tiny little roadside blocks that they used in the movie would have stopped it the way that they're they're all standing right behind right behind them (laughs) <laughs> they're literally standing they're practically on them as the lava and how is the lava not coming through the little gaps like and just burning everyone anyway 
Um, I saw a quote actually from a scientist saying that the movie displays a complete absence of scale, which yeah. I think is what you're referring to. Yes. Yes, barriers much bigger. Yes, they could stop it, but it would take much Such longer. A good way you know. So I think that very good <laughs> absence of scale might be a great way to put it. What was your science, sciencey, sciencey? Um, but I think that there's a couple. Firstly, something that I read. This is a quote. This is really funny. Okay. The lava occasionally would have had to flow uphill if it were actually following the streets that were mentioned in the movie. This <laughs> <is so> <laughs> <laughs> Some of the streets, it didn't make sense, but I really like that. But something I wanted to mention was the La Brea tar pits. Oh, yeah. Because it's actually based on the, the, the things that bubbles in the beginning of the movie um, that was sort of indication of volcanic activity are real. They're called the La Brea tar pits. And people that live in Los Angeles see them every single day and tourists also to come to see them and everything like that. Um, the likelihood the likelihood of anything like that, ha- it's basically impossible mm. that it could never happen. Oh, okay. Basically. It seems like this movie is based on some reality. And they did have a geologist that was a science advisor, but they oh, were cool. like, they just did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. Women in the movie. Do you have any comments about women in the movie? Um, Do you have some scientists? I, yeah. So I, I felt like, did you feel like it started out really well? Did you get like super excited when you were like Anne Hesh and I can't remember the I can't remember the character the other woman? Do you feel like oh, it's two ladies and they're working together and they're talking together? Yeah. Oh, and look, they're, they're going to go down and they're going to science underground together. And then there was just that super obvious moment where you just went, "Ah, oh, fuck, she's gone, isn't she?" <laughs> it just she's dead. Yeah. yeah. I have something to say very specific, but before I say it. The way he touches her way too much, casual touching. Oh. But also when they're pushing the bus, they're like, everybody push together. Three, two, one. He like puts his arms ar- over her mm. as they push yes. the bus. I remember that. Behind I was like, her. Ooh, what's happening? Ooh. <laughs> That's a weird way to push a bus. There was so much weird like ownership over her, like protecting her, moving her out of the way, like mm. putting her. It was super awkward. And I guess they kind of like went off into the sun sunset together at the end with the yeah. kid i'm like ah, that was forced okay Do you know what he is too fucking old for her her to be swooning around yeah. the way she is in him nah she is a strong fucking smart science woman what is she doing chasing after this fucker yeah you're old as fuck tommy lee jones <laughs> stop I, I love and appreciate tommy lee jones but <laughs> yeah but he's old as fuck he was it, born yeah. old <laughs> okay so her science, so I loved, you know, they had a lot of science chit chat in the beginning right there. So they go down together to investigate underneath the ground at the mm. beginning of the movie. Two women. Now, there. W- so basically there's a, there's a crack in the ground under which we understand what's happening, that there's lava. Yeah. They go over to it. And what does she do? She straddles it. She put yeah. one foot on each side. Not a normal way that anybody would ever look over <laughs> a crack with this geological activity. So she put one foot on each side and immediately you're saying her vagina is about to burn. <laughs> yes. The and vulva. can I just say that was a vulva <laughs> volcano. That was a director making a choice. Yes. Do you know what would be great? 
put one foot in front of the other so everyone can think about like your vagina burning because of your the fact that you're a woman. That is legit just, all I thought of in that moment. Of course you thought it yeah. was done on purpose. She's dead. Some, vulc- some lab is going to shoot up through this crack and take her right up the middle. <laughs> through the crack. <laughs> and... <laughs> It was like, if we're going to kill a woman, we have to kill her in the vagina. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was a choice. I mean, on behalf of, like, I didn't know what to do say. Think, like, do you think there was we're a, kill a woman, scientists. Do you think we're going to kill the more ugly one as well, right? And we're going to kill her in the vagina. Like, I just... Do you think it was, made like, a choice. somebody went... If you do this movie, you have to have two female scientists. So the director went, okay, you can have two female scientists so long as I can kill one of them in the vagina. (laughs) The rule of movies is if you're going to have too many female heroes, make sure you kill one of them. (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe it was like, I have to kill one of them. And then they're like, okay, but they have to talk to each other and not about a man. So then they went, okay, fine. If she has to have dialogue with the other female, then I get to kill her in the vagina. There's levels. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough of this movie. Wait, can I we... just say, yeah. can I just say though, because I feel really bad about it. I do just want to say that the doctor, the female doctor played by Jacqueline Kim. Oh, yeah. I only, I want to mention her because she is the lead in a movie that's on my list for our main episodes. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to, really? like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you about it now. But Don't like, tell me which one. Yeah. When, when, when I pick oh. it, you will hear and I'll bring it up again. So I just wanted to highlight her because I've not seen her in anything else. And ah, she has exciting. one of my favorite lines in this movie because it's when she's working on the patient and like Aiden from Sex and the City, her boyfriend Aiden, sure, is there yeah. and he's being like a dick and he's like trying to get her to leave. And he's like, damn it, answer me. And she just keeps working on the patient and she just goes, I am answering you. I am answering you. And I was just like, yeah. yes, you're a badass woman. I like you. Right decision. Fuck this guy. So I, just I, to my, I love. It. I think John Corbett was trying to break out of his nice guy role and like play an asshole. It didn't work for his career apparently, but he's like, I want my wife to be working on tennis elbows, not gunshot wounds. <laughs> All right, I think let's move on to our movie num- volcano movie number two, Woo. and the thing that links these is something hot bubbling through the ground. Mm-mm. Is the first clue that something's going on. So, Abby, take us through the summary <laughs> of Dante's Peak. Go, Abby, oh go. Um, okay, so back in a time when Pierce Brosnan was our go to leading man and natural disasters had a shit hot Hollywood agent, the wonderful world of film gave us Dante's Peak. The town of Genovia. Oh, no, wait, wrong movie. The idyllic town of Dante's Peak is the second best place to live in all of the land, boasting peace and tranquility with spectacular views of the nearby mountain. Oh, wait a minute, sorry. Nearby dormant volcano. Who wouldn't want to live next to a volcano when you have regular parades and bunting on every door? And as you might expect, the volcano explodes and the townspeople enter refugee status and head for the hills, or rather away from the hills. Pierce becomes buddy lover guy to the mayor, lovely Linda Hamilton, and they try to escape the lava, flying rocks, sheets of dust, and random strobe lighting. They make it out in the end with the dog, most important, obviously. So all is well. But the main thing that the movie achieved is what must have been the lifelong dream of the director to turn a bright, happy town into the smoldering rubble of people's dreams. Dante's Peak. 
<laughs> I genuinely had that thought. I was just like, this director literally just like, he grew up in a town like this and he was just like, fuck it. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> um, what did you think of Dante's Peak? Um, it was, it was all right. Like it, 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 I really liked a lot about it. I really liked the leads. I think Pierce Brosnan was just like this super experienced professional and he wasn't over the top macho. He just like, if someone is goes around the world with volcanoes, they would be good at all the things that he is good at mm. navigation and four wheel driving and like, you know, problem solving on the fly. Yeah. I just really, I really enjoyed him as a character and Linda Hamilton as well. Yeah. She might be a little anachronistic, like a small town mayor that's that. She's that practical but compassionate and a small business owner. I liked both of them a lot. I enjoyed them. Mm. Um, I loved all the the computer nerds and the science people. There was a lot about it that I liked and a lot of the science was fun. But then there was like a lot about it that I was like, yeah, <laughs> like a lot. For example, the dog, right? <laughs> I, I like how they, you never kill a dog. But just murder the grandmother <laughs> in the most horrendous way. I couldn't remember. never kill a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember about the dog. So when the dog was got, I was just like, oh my God, they've killed the dog. They've actually done it. They've gone and killed the dog. And then the dog turned up at the end and I was just like, oh, <laughs> I guess not. But do you know what? He doesn't turn up at the end because I was watching. He turns up sort of towards the end. <laughs> And but at the end end, when they're all like coming out of the rubble, the dog doesn't make a reappearance. I was waiting for that good old bark for them to go meow, meow. I don't remember his name, but oh, you no, didn't the have that. They they, the they did kind of forgot the dog <laughs> at the end. <laughs> oh, maybe they did kill the dog in the tunnel and then they were just like, actually yeah. we, we can't admit to that. So let's just dog, not have actually. it. <laughs> we ran out of food. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> um <clears throat> all right. Cool. So um, they ate the dog. Fabulous. <laughs> so upsetting. What was the biggest? What so? What was the biggest moment? Surprise, best or worst moment for you that just kind of went. Bleh. I thought the special effects were amazing. Amazing. That that was my big surprise. Was that? And I'll pick out one scene in particular. <clears throat> was the bridge. This incredible bridge scene where the guy is being, well, you know, he'll be overpowered by the oh, dam yeah. has erupted. Yeah. And so he'll be overpowered and they're trying to get him to jump and, you know, he doesn't make it and he gets washed away. I thought that scene was amazing and I, and I actually looked up how they did it. And it's a really a combination of models, like mm. to scale models and plus a little bit of computer um, generated imaging um, and some actual stunt work combined all together, I thought, to make like a really compelling, terrifying scene. Yeah. So I thought the combination, like the way they did the special effects was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, that's so true. It, it was. that, And that is a very good scene. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah. That's my big surprise. What, what was your big surprise? I... I didn't remember how it ended. So when I rewatched oh, yeah. it and what got me was that scene when he's being crushed in the car. <gasps> yeah. My claustrophobia had me ready to vomit. I, it was terrifying. Terrifying. It was actually just as it came down closer and closer. I, I couldn't 
I don't know what it was, but I have, I felt all the feels. I was like, this is so uncomfortable. So I just, I thought it was really impressive. Yeah. And I just had completely forgotten about that scene. And I was just like, oh my God, this is, I just want to vomit watching him in here. And they need to get him out fast because I can't cope. Wasn't it like one thing after the other? Like yeah. one dramatic scene after the other. So the, in the car in the water, the boat, that scene with the boat, row, row, <laughs> row your boat oh gently down the stream. It's like the most creepy. Merrily, merrily, merrily. <laughs> right, so science then. What is some science? Weird, terrible, wonderful, interesting got a bit of everything cool okay shocking disgusting no 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 okay i've got a bit of everything okay okay Te- terrible science was that the the car on the rubber the the rubber tires on the lava <laughs> those would have melted very quickly and so that was in my mind uh shocking yeah. but one great bit of science and which really got me thinking was when she brings them coffee. And I guess this was in the 90s. It was in the beginning of like everyone becoming a bit more obsessed with single origin coffee or whatever it is. <laughs> and she, you know, I mean, American, she brings coffee and the guy's like, oh, Java, oh, da, 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 do, do you keep your beans in the freezer? And she's like, no, because it will destroy the oils. And I was like, really? <laughs> is that true? Because I've been buying a lot of beans because of the lockdown, I've been buying them a lot in advance. I usually would buy it, and I've been keeping them in the freezer. <laughs> so I actually, I went on a whole journey, as I as I tend to do. Amazing. Um, and now they're being stored in an airtight jar. So, I love uh, it. yeah, thanks, Linda Hamilton. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, <laughs> what is your weird science from this movie? Mine was that it um, it actually does a really good job of depicting scientists. I can't. I came Agreed. back into this just kind of going like, oh, and especially after Volcano, I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting anything, but it is actually really good. Like, you know, they they're taking their measurements, they're disagreeing, they've got got a high dependency on coffee, um, <laughs> and a lot of the science in the movie is actually really accurate, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. There is one moment that I've seen like a lot of a lot of people talk about in articles and stuff where um, it's a bit like, and it's where he's doing like some sciencey exploration of the rocks and the volcano and taking pictures and then he randomly just kind of goes, "This is how long it's been since the last eruption from looking at this rock." And it's like, <laughs> so like I mean maybe the rocks have been dated before and there's records available and he just knows how long it's been, but it, the way it's done it implies that he could just look at the rock and know. And I just think not even Pierce Brosnan can make science work like that. But for the most part of it, the the science is it's really accurate. And and like you said, it's it's yeah. attention to detail. It's the group of people. It's all the scientists. It's all their equipment. It's the yeah. the moving around and the and the disagreements and the conversations. And as you do, and it's like trying to make that decision of well, there's this type of activity, but how do we read the measurement and how do we how do we um look at the data that we're getting and make a decision because the decision is, you know, get re- get an entire town to evacuate. Yeah. I, I, I love that the boss wasn't seen as some, like, awful villain. Like, in, for example, Die Hard, when the FBI mm-hmm. agents are these just, like, crazy idiots. He was reasonably trying to deal with the politics of the situation. Yeah. 
and it came across really, really well. And I agree, the group of scientists, they seem like they love their job. They're really into it, but they weren't like a bunch of like hooligans, like in Twister, just a bunch of morons. Uh, mostly men, to be fair, but there were women in this movie too. So what, um, what did you feel? What would you like to say about the women in the movie? All right, classic, that a woman's death motivates our hero. That's the start of the movie where his partner dies. This is what motivates him. That that, was a great moment, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good moment, but that a woman's death acts as a motivation for a man. Yeah, classic classic Mm. movie trope. That's that's the thing that I, I wanted to point out about it. Other than that, I find Linda Hamilton's character, I loved their chemistry. I love their like hookup that never happened. It was yeah. it was it was so believable. Oh my god, because he's super charming. Obviously, even in movie land, let's not ignore the fact that this super hot guy just turned up in town, and yeah. the mayor is single <laughs> and dying for it. And I totally believed their chemistry. And when they went home to her place, and her kids interrupt, I was like, yeah. "I've been there." <laughs> True story. <laughs> With Love the kids it. upstairs, mommy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What about your thoughts about women in the movie? Yeah, I I really like I love I really like Linda Hamilton. Anyway, I just I just mm. think she's awesome. And I yeah, I really liked it. I like you know, single parent, woman in charge. I like that she kind of she deferred to him a bit, but not overly. Like mm. you you didn't feel like she'd die without him. Like you felt no. like if he wasn't there, she would have found a way to get her kids off that mountain herself. She would have done what she had to do to try yeah. to do that. But at the same time, because he was there and he was, you know, she could focus on other things and he could focus on that kind of stuff. Uh, all right. What comparison points should we talk about? Do you, um, are the two main things for me are CGI and the kids. So whatever, whatever <laughs> way you want to go with that. <laughs> Yeah, okay, the kids. Let's start with that one. Okay. I really liked the kids in Dante's Peak, even though I know the yeah. ridiculousness of them driving the car up the mountain. But in fairness, you know, their grandmother just hung up on them. It's their grandmother. They, Their dad's not around. Mm. Yeah. They're worried for her. They want to help her. You know, they so take that aside. But what I felt was that they were, they were cute and believable, but they were not excessively whiny or annoying. They were scared Definitely when they should not. be, when the grandmother was dying and stuff. But mostly they just kind of got on with it and they shut up and they did what they were told. And they, mm-hmm. you know, and I, so I actually yeah. really enjoyed them. Whereas <laughs> Volcano, <laughs> I am super sorry, Gabby Hoffman, because I think she's a fantastic actress and she's in a lot of things. But oh, my God, that kid was so annoying. I wanted to punch her in the face so the whole way through the movie. Just shut the fuck up. This isn't about you. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I was really angry about her. She was very annoying. Danny, what are you doing? Stop leaving me. Danny, you can't do this. Danny, it doesn't matter. And it was just like, kid, do you not see what's going on around you? Okay, CGI. What did we think? Comparison. Yeah. There was a clear winner. (laughs) Yeah, was there a comparison? (laughs) I just, Yeah. yeah, I feel like that was a thing. It's like... I watched Dante's Peak a while before I watched Volcano. And when I watched Volcano, I was just, I was the whole way through. I was just like, what, 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 what? this is, what? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I tell you, it was so stupid that it almost became a different experience. Like it just became hilarious to watch yeah. how dumb it all was. Like the building, oh, yeah. everything. That's- 
everything. That's that's what it was. It was the um, the thing that really got me about it was it was just random rocks dropping down. There was no logic to it. There was uh, no like, there's been an eruption and now we've got these things. It was just like every now and then they just pew, go, just drop some rocks in the pew, road. Pew. And there was that great moment where like one of Anne Hesha's reappearances out of nowhere, just to, you know, correct everyone. When it was like the, you know, the rocks are flying down and she just gets there and she just kind of goes, no, stop. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah. she What she does is like, they're all jumping out of the way of these rocks and then the rocks and she's like, stop, wait now go and and she's like afterwards she's like watch it see where it's gonna go then move yeah well she's going stop i wonder if that instruction was specific to volcanoes or not or just general good just good advice if something's coming towards you stop wait watch where it's going then move Anyway, this is specific to falling objects. We do not recommend this if a bullet is coming towards you. <laughs> all right. I feel like that wraps it up. That's our episode. Yeah. I think we've got Volcano Deep Impact Chit Chat. So that's done and dusted. And then we have, speaking of old ladies dying, one more episode <laughs> of our 90s disaster movies, miniseries. We have the motherload. Yes, it is Titanic. We're doing it. We're Woo! doing it. We're doing it. So yeah, I don't know why I wooed. Two don't, weeks don't time. Get rid of my wooing. So next week our episode is Twelve Monkeys uh, for our main show, and then a week after that we'll do our last episode Titanic. So please join us for Titanic. Bye bye. <laughs>